to the friend podcast i'm your co-host sarah i'm your co-host sabrina um this is our second real episode but our first recording of the new year um i think we should just take this opportunity to say thank you to the overwhelming response we got on the official launch of the podcast oh my god yes we heard from a lot of our friends a lot of people we haven't heard from in a while yeah too. and i think well you were looking at the website oh that, yeah yeah that shows where everyone's like downloading from and i don't know if it's real or not but we have some listeners in like different countries yeah that which, was crazy yeah i don't know if you if are real. listening in uh where was it belgium yeah and then wasn't there a latin american country venezuela how you crazy know? is that that is really crazy if it's real i don't if know if it's a scam <laughs> disregard but it's kind of exciting um sabrina and i as people who uh have to market ourselves for our work mm-hmm. hate promo yeah so really it took hard. us a while because we launched the podcast like a couple months ago i feel like and yeah. we just were like i don't want to share i don't want to record i don't want to like post a picture yeah um so it was a little bit nerve-wracking but it's exciting to see everyone's responses reactions and we have people who are like interested in being guests on the podcast yeah i said podcasts podcast (laughs) um and i think that all of our friends that we've made over the years have a lot to offer in regards to many different topics so i think it'll be fun to hopefully dive into that a little bit absolutely um and i think we've kind of decided that We'll give like the podcast a year. We paid for some subscriptions for the podcast for a year, mm-hmm. and like that's going to be, you know, we'll yeah. see where it goes. We're going to dive into yeah, it, yeah. But we're going to have to work through. We've already had some like ebbs and flows of being like, yeah, into it. But I feel like I think I mentioned. I don't know if we really we really mentioned it, but Sabrina does all the like back end editing of the podcast. But I know, like, I do the recording while we're sitting here, but then she edits it. And since she's an artist, I was having her do, like, all the graphic design, and I feel like that was, like, a lot. Mm -hmm. So now I'm trying to do the graphic design, even (laughs) though I don't know anything about it. But, you know, all those Instagram posts, give them a (laughs) like. It's me. Um, And, you know... And you're doing well. Yeah, learning as I go. And it's it's not going to be... I don't I don't think we want it to be polished. Like, no. we want it to be quirky. Yeah, and we're going to work towards whatever we want to work towards, too. Yeah. It's all learning. Like, so. I'm, I've never edited before, and yeah. here I am learning a bunch of stuff. But I know? do think that you do a great job, and it sounds... I've listened to podcasts that are, like, low edit, yeah, and I just... Am, it's hard, you know? Like, yeah. the production quality matters. And if you come out of the gate with, like, good production quality, I feel like you set yourself up for success in the long run. That's true. I agree. So that was our little thank you and hello because we know people who are listening to it yeah and i think like we didn't think so hard about (laughs) what kind of people were gonna be listening and like my cousins are like listening to stuff and my boss yeah and as you (laughs) so our last episode when we talked about books our opening was a little bit vulgar and sabrina was like oh we should tone this back but i think it's good to kind of come out like if we lost you because that's how we were talking then we don't want you you know and like it is not meant for kids it's supposed to be like 
off time chill mm-hmm. time letting yourself kind of go you know yeah so it's girl talk yeah and so it is what it is i do i was thinking about what it's gonna look like in terms of in the future if i end up teaching you know yeah seeing things on the internet about me but i feel like i don't know i'm not like shaking my ass yeah we're not doing anything i'm just yeah some i don't know we're unhinged sometimes but it is kind of scary recording them now thinking about like all these people that are listening she Mm -hmm. was like telling me she was like oh her her boss listens and i was or like he did he like something he liked my story promoting it okay so you know it's like oh yeah (laughs) you pay me to watch your kid and now you know who you are if you're listening what's up i'm also excited though like i think it shows a side of us that like is pretty unfiltered but it's fun and that's what's fun about it yeah it's like you don't get Um, this kind of content also i think you're getting back to the editing yeah you said last episode was better much better yeah so we're learning how to like talk into the mic we have a setup now Mm -hmm. which you can go to our instagram and like see it i'll post like a story or something but we have like mic stands and actual like we can sit and do it Mm -hmm. because i was getting a little fatigued holding the mic yeah and sabrina's a mouth breather apparently (laughs) yeah which you never knew about yourself i think i was nervous on the first few episodes and i was like breathing the entire time it was so weird i feel like i watch a lot of podcasts where i see people purposely like move their mouth or like when they're gonna like when they don't want to be heard they're like you know yeah really away i realized you can't see me when i'm doing (laughs) but like they move their face away or they like back up more yeah so just have to get in yeah you gotta get in in the the groove groove. oh Oh, okay (laughs) so i guess we'll do our hyperfixation first um my hyperfixation is such a niche (laughs) <laughs> little situation but um i'm adopted from china oh my god <laughs> as i feel like the most of the people who are watching this know that but yeah we are, we are attracting other people so i'm adopted from china and i've never really been on like chinese adoptee tiktok but i got on it the other day and it was like on my for you page and this girl posted a picture of her on this couch <laughs> and you know to anybody to the naked eye you're like okay but it's an iconic couch. It's a couch at a hotel in China where every Chinese adoptee has sat and taken a picture when they were adopted. Yeah. So now I'm obsessed with finding all my red couch girlies <laughs> on TikTok. And I posted a TikTok, kind of went viral in the first 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'm excited to see where it takes me. Um, probably nowhere. <laughs> but it's exciting to see, like, well, how cool would it be if... Because I posted the picture on my TikTok. you found one of, like, yeah. the kids in your picture? I po- yeah. yeah, so I posted the picture, my my red couch picture with, like, a TikTok and, you know, with the girls in it. Which I was thinking about for a second, like, blocking their faces out. But, like, no one's going to know who we are because no. we were, like, They're all babies. nine months old. But it'll be interesting to see. And it's just fun to kind of, like, be a part of this thing. And someone commented on another couch picture that was, like we should do a red couch support group and it was just funny because i didn't realize it was the exact same couch yeah but it's the exact same couch in the exact same hotel in a big ass country yeah that's insane and we're all there doing the same picture and everybody has this picture you know i think because we are always together our tiktok like algorithm kind of syncs up and i've gotten a few red couch pictures too so then when you, when you posted that i was like oh my god it really is yeah it's the, the same, same red couch and i talked to my mom about it today and she was like yeah you should see like these girls probably have you guys are all on the same red couch and i'm like this is just iconic <laughs> so that's my little hyperfixation uh currently and i'd say it spiked four days ago and will yeah. go away just as quickly but <laughs> for now yeah 
my hyperfixation right now is makeup, which is weird because oh I'm my not gosh. a makeup girly, but I've suddenly become really interested in it. Um, yeah, we don't we don't wear makeup every day. No. But she's been talking about makeup all the time. Yeah, I think it's because I never really had good makeup, like, in my, like, teenagehood that, like, is that even a word? I don't know. Um, adolescence. Adolescence. There it is. Um, that I've now like started buying my own and they're good quality You're like wow this doesn't have to be chalky and like <laughs> yeah. stick to my face like it a actually, clown right yeah it actually looks good like yeah. it can look good whereas before i thought like it did, my face did, wasn't made for makeup which is ridiculous. i think my struggle with makeup is i would love like going out to coffee like on wednesday i'm meeting my wedding planner for the first time oh yeah and i oh. yeah and i want to like wear makeup but i'm like i only know how to do like all or nothing you know like when i just do my eyes i have all these acne scars so i'm like it just looks dumb and then we are big rare beauty girlies Mm -hmm. love love shout out selena gomez you know no one knows her she's like a small little business (laughs) um but she the tinted moisturizer i'm not so impressed with oh really i thought you liked it i like the full coverage foundation oh okay but the tinted moisturizer i haven't found like it kind of just feels like it's doing nothing Mm -hmm. instead of a little you know yeah so i kind of don't know how to just do one like if i'm gonna do makeup it's my full face kind of yeah and i feel like that's not the vibe of the meeting you know yeah so it could be if you wanted it to be yeah you never know so are you gonna like start wearing makeup every day on this journey i think i'm gonna well i don't know about every day but like right now i put on mascara because i wanted to try this mascara that i got but like i don't think i'm going to like wear a full face every day like you said like i also break out all the time when i wear foundation so i want to try to like see if i could do something about my under eye bags every day you know what i mean like <laughs> your a little good concealer eye bag <laughs> yeah like a good concealer they're gucci good I- i'm very pale as well um so like just hiding some veins and stuff like that'd be you know yeah like a little um equalizer yes yeah um what's your hot take so we've decided that our hot takes should align with the topic of the episode. Yes. Today, the episode is about our body image in our 20s and our health journey and all things second puberty, all the like depressing shit that happens to you in your 20s. <laughs> so my hot take, I these hot takes, I really feel like every time we just get like five clicks out every time. <laughs> my hot take is that fat being fat phobic should not be seen as an excuse to be like unhealthy so like just not fat phobic but this fat conscious um what era that we're entering where people Mm -hmm. are like it's okay to be fat yeah but some of you are like actually unhealthy and i think that you know obesity runs in my family Mm -hmm. and i think i don't think it's nice to be like because you're fat you're ugly Mm -hmm. but some clinically obese people have real health issues that you shouldn't have anytime but especially not at the age you know yeah and i think a lot of people are like don't be fat phobic we need to be inclusive and i'm like yes i agree but also like look inwardly because i Mm -hmm. think you have work to do i think there's a difference between you know body inclusivity like just being body positive in whatever body you have you can be positive in your body and still understand that you might have to work on something i think yeah but i think a lot of people use it as like their excuse like they found their corner of the internet where they're like safe to be yeah fat 
and not yeah. even fat but like clinically obese they find their people that are like oh yeah everybody's beautiful true mm-hmm. but heart failure yeah true sleep apnea all these things like clogged veins you know it's real yeah so my hot take is it shouldn't be fat body positivity should not be maybe that's better like body positivity should not be an excuse to ignore real health yeah it should be issues. body image positivity yeah. if anything like so that's feel fine. confident how however you want yeah i don't think i'm trying not to like i feel like i have people in my life who are very positive about their body who i don't think anything about them for being any too skinny too like fat this actually goes both ways for skinny people too you know being a body shape is not an excuse to like ignore that you might be that you might have an eating disorder or that you know like binge eating anorexia bulimia like those are real things and just because you're like ah i'm skinny like no yeah are you doing it by like being healthy working out running whatever or are you doing it by like starving yourself you know so that's my hot take yeah what's yours mine is kind of uh in the other realm of body positivity um my hot take is body positivity on social media is fine but when it's all you post and all that somebody is about unless you're really like a fitness influencer or something like if this is just your everyday life you post like random pictures and it's all just yourself on your instagram feed then i think it's a little extra yeah i I think it gets i body positivity is great i don't need to see your ass on my story yeah and like once at the in the bahamas fine right in your living room eh, i mean we could do a whole episode on our relationship with social media yeah that'd be a good one but and that also goes into that realm but it's just like so jarring sometimes i just think sometimes there's a fine line between like body confidence and like having too big of an ego yeah wanting it's the same reason yeah it's the same reason like you were saying being on dating apps is like wanting you're like wanting people to comment that you're cute so real yeah that's exactly what i wanted and it's the same thing like you want you're not posting that because you like want it to live on your feed yeah. you're posting it because you want someone to like it and if they don't you're like oh gotta take it down because like no one liked it because yeah but Listen, that's a good hot take i personally have taken cute pictures of myself to feel better about my body i think they're cute you showed that to me right but, but like, like you weren't putting them on the internet i don't post them and i think even if i were to post them that that's fine do whatever you want but like that's not all you're posting if i were to post that every day people who post only pictures of themselves weird. on their instagram i'm like where are your friends show me where your favorite places are yeah, show have me some diversity on yeah. there show even me your, your art life... show me your show me what you like show me your big three even if your life is boring you don't have friends for whatever reason like post a picture of a tree i don't care it doesn't need to be all your ass you know yeah um so these are now be perfect segues into the topic of the episode um i guess as a disclaimer we should maybe i don't know how it's gonna go so we don't script necessarily we like write notes about what we think we're gonna talk about but trigger warnings maybe for like eating disorders and also i think like it's important to note that you know we're not coming on here to be like preachy about anything and if you feel like you're listening to this episode and you're like this is making me feel bad about my body then don't listen to it i feel like that's not our intention obviously but i do think sometimes when people talk about being really like self-conscious about their body or really confident about their body can you know bother people yeah 
So if you're like, I don't want to hear about your body. I don't want to talk about my body. Like, don't listen. I feel like that's fine. Yeah. But this is also going to mostly be our journey. Yeah. Nothing we say. Also, it's really our journey and we're not intentionally poking at anybody. And I don't really feel like we're even talking about really anybody else. But, and I, neither of us have struggled with like diagnosed eating disorders, but I know like sometimes things can trigger you if you have had one. So like, just so you know, (laughs) just, just so you know. know. (laughs) um i guess we wanted to like start about like talking about our upbringing yeah yeah ours is very different yeah i think we grew up with very different moms Mm -hmm. and that's you know due to their trauma Mm -hmm. their upbringing their ethnicity their culture so many things go into how you grow up obviously yeah and neither of us have bad relations with our relationships with our mother there's just very different relationships i think mm-hmm. um i guess like you can go yours is like yeah I feel like, <laughs> you know you have more tea i feel like <laughs> i have more tea yeah um growing up i grew up uh in brazil mostly um well actually that's not true i grew up here and in brazil but you grew up in a brazilian household in a brazilian household um, like first generation first generation family. my mother is the most brazilian you can get or um, russian either way or russian <laughs> her her like grandmother and her mom i'm like you cannot tell me these people are russian dude i need to do like a dna test because i'm pretty sure we're not far removed yeah. from russia um growing up i think my, my, a lot of my family is bigger not to say that there's any problem with that but i i find it interesting that growing up there was a lot said about weight even though we were all bigger like my mom would always be conscious of what i was eating and she'd always be like hey like are you sure you want to eat that much when i started you know becoming like a preteen or teenager is when like the comments started coming out um but like it did get to me and i think it gets to most daughters that experience that um i mean you want more than anything like parental approval yeah and she also even if you have the worst relationship with your parents like i mean yeah this is not a secret like my fiance alex very bad relationship with his family or not his family his mom mostly but it's like nothing he wants more than like them to just say like he did a good job you know yeah and i think my mom actually comes from a place of worry because yeah like she sees what happens she sees what happens because she knows her own experience her mother's experience you know so she wants to make sure like i i feel okay i think but i feel um, like she just doesn't have the right verbiage yeah. to make it not the way that it is yeah to be completely honest like one thing that really bothered me i came home one day with a new pair of pants <laughs> flare leggings from athleta and she was oh, yeah. like she was like oh your thighs look really big um i took it the wrong way i was like oh well you know it might be the leggings or like i don't know i like, mean they I've also working out. yeah your mom like is projecting how she feels like you yeah know, like her insecurities like anybody else's insecurities do come out when you like like she probably thinks about her legs a lot yeah and so she said it to you even though you might not think about your legs a lot exactly so, also you have a mix of genetics from two people and genetically speaking <laughs> your dad has legs i am exactly <laughs> my father <laughs> genetically t- yeah and so it's like you have to yeah take that into account yeah exactly like, you know yeah my mom growing up was very skinny model type like she couldn't gain weight whatever she did um must and, be nice and then she got pregnant with me and she got much bigger and I think that's where it all stems from in terms of her, you know, reacting to me growing up, gaining weight. But you're also, so your mom had you when she was 20, right? 
21 21 yeah so like you did get bigger in your 20s yeah but hers happened to coincide with a child yeah but would she have gotten bigger anyway exactly she doesn't know that right um well i feel like she might like yeah genetically you also were pretty like stagnant until a couple years ago that's true so it's like she just doesn't know because she happened to have a whole ass baby at that time in her life but she could have gained weight because she was growing older she just like doesn't know yeah easy to blame the baby you know that always that being said growing up um in my adolescence i've never felt very comfortable in my body always felt bigger like i always thought i was the biggest even though i wasn't like i just like that's that was my body dysmorphia talking i always thought i was really big and i needed to get smaller somehow not very healthy at 15 16 but i feel like you also have your bottom half is much bigger than your top half yeah so it's like it is body dysmorphia but like you know your body you're latina it's you know? true yeah like you got I, them hips yeah when i'm like walking around school with like all these tiny white girls cute white girls like of course i'm gonna compare myself to yeah, them but our high school was mostly like hispanic <laughs> girls yeah they were all tiny too <laughs> i mean oh some of them yeah, yeah. You, you know but like i always comparison is the thief of joy and you always decide to look at the yeah. little people you're gonna look at the little people of yeah. course so that's how it used to be for me i think it's it's changed but i'm gonna let you talk about how it used to be for you i grew up in a white american house <laughs> upper middle class through and through like i guess technically we're in we're not in the one percent but like we're not i feel like we're not upper middle class like we were upper upper middle class so like i did have a lot of opportunities and things in life that like you know aided toward i you know my childhood was very active i lived in new york city mm-hmm. i was in gymnastics i was in you know playing at the park running around the block with my friends riding my scooter up and down like constantly active um i moved to maryland when i was 11 but my mother and her mother my grandmother who i never really met she had had a stroke before i was adopted so i never really like, knew her but she apparently was very hard on my mom for mm-hmm. her body and like random stuff like her forehead and like her eye bags and like stuff yeah. that's just like sometimes you're just pr- you um kid i nanny for if you're a certain skin tone you just got dark yeah. under eyes yeah and my grandmother apparently like always pointed out my mom's like dark under eyes and stuff and like constantly critiqued her body and my mom also grew up very skinny and so my mom is skinny now she just doesn't i don't know her body dysmorphia is real <laughs> but i think that that made her really conscious of like if i'm gonna have a daughter like that's not how i'm gonna be and so like totally polar opposite from sabrina's mom my mom will tell me that i'm like ready for the met gala yeah. when i'm in like a trash bag and like i don't yeah. know the other day i came to her house and i had like a bun and i had worked out and i like it was slouchy like sweaty and she was like sarah your hair just looks so good like that and i was like are you on what what okay sure and like i wore an outdoor voices athletic dress a lot last summer and she'd be like that dress is just so flattering meanwhile i'm like boobs to my belly button like (laughs) running around like belt bag strap like nothing about it to me is like cute and so i grew up barely very I was very lucky to grow up in a house where I never thought about my body image. Like, mm-hmm. it was never bad. I also grew up in a family. I'm adopted. And my dad's side of the family is straight out of Michigan, Midwest, fatty fries, everything greasy. And, like, we are, they are all predisposed to obesity from my grandparents or my grandmother mostly. And, 
you know, looking at that, I always was like, this sounds kind of bad, but like, I was always like, at least, you know, I'm, I was always the skinniest. So Mm -hmm. it like, was just never something that like crossed my mind. Like they were bigger boned girls. So we're using my whole family. They're bigger boned girls. Like even the ones that have flat stomachs are like bigger people. They're like five, 10 and like, you know, they're big girls. So I always grew up thinking I was so little and like dainty and tiny. And, um, I think it would, it would be unfair of me to say that that didn't like help my Mm -hmm. body image to be surrounded by people who were all bigger than me. Like, cause I never had to really think about it, but my mother was always very supportive. My dad never really had a comment about anything more so i think because my dad's from the obese side of my family he did have comments of like oh well you know sarah like i was really skinny when i was 22 but look at me now like my dad's a bigger guy Uh, obviously a lot of that's also like health like Mm -hmm. he has every joint in his body's messed up but (laughs) you know like he was like listen i was a football player eating thousands of calories a day and like now i'm you know 200 and whatever pounds and like i'm not skinny anymore So he definitely had, like, a cautionary tale of, like, being like, okay, you know, you might be able to eat all that now, but you don't know. And that kind of, like, it never sat with me for a long time, but I did remember it affecting me because I felt like he was saying that he thought I was fat. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. yeah. I can see that. I would also think the same thing. Yeah, he's like, oh, I used to be able to eat, like, a hummingbird, too. Like, you know. You know, I feel kind of bad now because I tell Felipe that, my brother. Oh, yeah. Because he, you know, he's a teenage boy. He eats everything he sees. And Why so, is it that none of these gamers are fat? I don't know. But I told him. I was like, listen, this is going to catch up to you because I've seen it happen time I mean, and time again. My fiance, Alex, it was is literally a lot, has a lot in common with Sabrina's brother. And he also was, we, I, I used to be, when we first started dating, I think I was 20 pounds heavier than him. Like, yeah. he was a stick. Yeah. And, like, it's he's not fat, but he's mentioned before that, like, it's catching up to him and, like, I can tell, you know, like it's, it's more work mm-hmm. to keep it off and it's more work to look the way that, you know, Felipe looks to, now. Yeah. Like Alex used to have abs without really even doing anything. Yeah. They just sat there playing yeah. league and all of a sudden they grew six packs. I don't know, <laughs> but you know, Alex's is gone. You yeah. have to work for these things. Yeah. And you know, Felipe is lucky though. I feel like your brother's very into fitness. Yeah. Alex also got into fitness, like, after he realized that he had to work for it. He was like, oh, home gym, push-ups, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I think my body image as a child, mine hasn't changed as much as yours, I feel like. But as a child, I had a pretty good upbringing. Mm -hmm. Um, But now we wanted to, so we wanted to use that to segue into, like, I guess we're kind of skipping. We're talking about how we feel now, but while, like, flashing back, I guess, to adolescent, like, teenage years, I guess. Yeah. My... Just about, I'd say, like, four years ago, I felt like I was in a better place mentally with my body image. Like, I started feeling really good about myself, building my self-confidence. Um, like I said, I, like, took cute pictures of myself. And I, like, I was working out consistently back then, feeling good, noticing differences. That was the first time I started really working out. And I liked the way I felt strong and, like, more able to live my life without, like, feeling pain. Um... And so at that time, mentally, I felt a lot better. That being said, I was like a hundred and like 40 pounds, which was the lowest I've been in a long time before then. Also, because we're talking about weight. Yeah. Sabrina and I talk about this all the time. 
the body mass index i haven't done a lot of research i feel like you've done more but that chart is something that has weighed on me a lot like looking at it and lining up my weight with my height i'm like i'm technically obese yeah and it's like just unfair because this is like girl talk but i have huge boobs and they're heavy Mm -hmm. and like my boobs are way heavier than sabrina's boobs even though our boobs are actually the same like almost the same size yeah my boobs mass in there yeah like my (laughs) boobs are heavy so it's totally unfair for a body mass index to say like five two you should be x yeah it's ridiculous when like your boobs are like probably half a pound each and mine are at easily two pounds each yeah if not more yeah like that's just not fair no and like no matter what i do like if i ran every day my boobs are still two pounds each yeah so it's like you have to be a skeleton and then you have these gigantic tits like yeah to have that marker with not a single other thing mm-hmm. is crazy to me yeah it is like and nobody height, should, wait that's it nobody should listen to that ever but bmi is not and if you have a doctor who tells you to look at it oh my god find a new one yes you had that right yeah i had that and i switched doctors you know when i I guess 17 Mm -hmm. and that's made a huge difference. And I really like, that's another thing, but like finding a doctor who listens to you, believes you is willing to work with you, sit there and listen to you Mm -hmm. and not just be like, Oh, you're fine. Like, yeah, that's like, look for that. I think it's more common now in the age of TikTok actually to like find doctors that are actually good. But when we were like teenagers, it yeah. was different. It was like this is what you get and this is that's yeah. it. But yeah, okay, back to your Um, so at that time I was working really hard on my body because I, I like I said, before then I'd never felt good in it. So I wanted to feel good. I was working towards feeling good about my body and it was working. But I was also working really hard to feel good about it. You know what I mean? And then yeah, when COVID came around I started getting heavier. My body started By the changing. beginning of COVID, Sabrina and I were doing 30-minute plus workouts every single day together. Yeah. We So at the beginning of COVID, we kind of like finessed our parents into like letting us live together essentially. Yeah. And we were like, oh, well, we don't want to keep, you know, cross-contaminating. So <laughs> Sabrina should probably come like live at our house. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So she like basically lived at our house for the first like five months of the pandemic. Yeah. Like the lockdown, she was there basically all the time. Yeah. And so we were doing workouts in my parents' garage every mm-hmm. single day. Literally had abs. Yes. Like well you did <laughs> well i yeah but we were also like really into it like yeah. we were like it was but also there was nothing else to do like we That's weren't true. working we weren't doing anything like you got up and you did your workout yeah. shout out daily burn and <laughs> you just did it you know and that was it yeah. and that's not what it is now yeah that was the beginning of covid that i felt very good and then it suddenly changed really quickly and it felt very sudden to me because i although i had like stopped working out as much stopped like eating perfectly like I first was when I was started working out um I didn't think that I really changed my lifestyle that much for the changes in my body to be as drastic as it was um that being said like I also like started other stuff I started taking birth control yeah which really messed with my hormones I, I gained like 20 pounds within the first like two months of taking it um and then I went to the lake and I like had fun, ate a lot on vacation. Um, and then I gained a little more on top of that. Still like trying to work out, still trying to eat right. And I noticed it just got harder and harder for me to, you know, get keep it off. Keep it off. Even though like I started doing more 
to get back down which is not you know personally in retrospect I shouldn't have like tried so hard but I did and it didn't work so I thought it was weird I was like okay something's wrong um I also felt other symptoms that were usually correlated with PCOS I thought that was what I had for a while in like the past two years so I I was pretty convinced that you had it too yeah like she had a lot of markers for it like a lot Especially in the past, like, year, I started getting even more weight. So it just kept going up and nothing's really changing in my lifestyle. Um, And so, went to the doctor. I don't have anything, apparently. (laughs) She did, like, an ultrasound, all this stuff. Yeah. Blood work, and there's nothing. There's nothing. No hyperthyroidism or anything. Um, So I guess it really is just second puberty is what I'm guessing right now. But, yeah. Right now. It's definitely frustrating, when there is no reason yeah and i had a random health issue this for the past like four months that there's also just like no reason and i'm like okay i'm just like been sick for four months like with allergies for four months with like no oh my god your immune system yeah i have no like i've been having the first episode of this podcast i was like congested sneezing sneezing, (laughs) stuffed up and i'm still like and i've had tests run like other shit and i just like don't have anything and it's like okay yeah what is happening yeah so it's like frustrating so like how did that feel like to find out there was nothing i i actually didn't believe them i was like there's got to be something something rare is there like a piece of you though that's like at peace i'm a little relieved that there's nothing that i have to watch out for yeah because pcos actually goes into fertility as well and i really don't you know nobody wants to have problems with that so i was worried about that as well but finding out that I don't have it, although frustrating, I was also like, okay, so this means I have to, like, live life and see what is going on, you know? Yeah. I don't have to worry about it. Like, I don't have to be like, oh, I think I have this thing. And or, I like, taking medication. Take or like, medication, yeah, yeah. take supplements to help it. But it that is, like, is nice. yeah. Similarly, I also gained a lot of weight in the past. So we're 24. And, you know, looking back at pictures of our high school graduation or <laughs> yeah. even from, like, 2022, I don't know. I... I feel like I look different, mm-hmm. but you know, dissimilarly, dissimilarly to Sabrina, like I actually haven't gained any weight. Um, I've gained a little, like I think high school, I was like a pretty solid, like 125. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for like college, like end of high school, college, I was like 135. And like my BMI is like technically like that's the highest I can get. And yeah. now I'm like closer to, it depends on like what scale, but like I, would say that i'm like 138 to 140 and i think like that is the heaviest i like the way that i look right now i don't think that i'm fat and i don't you know like my clothes fit differently like the weight is yeah, like different distributing differently. yeah and so i feel like it's so we've this is like second puberty again i feel like this is a topic but it's like for me i know that nothing's wrong with me however i have been on birth control for an extended period of time there is studies that say that like your body you know there are people who gain 15 pounds on birth control and can never get it off or like until they stop birth control which obviously i'm not trying to have kids right now and like i'm not even sure that that's a symptom that happened to me because when i first started on birth control i did not gain any weight yeah so it's like hard for me to say but like getting off birth control is not like really an option for me right now and it's not i've been on it for so long that I, like whoever I am today, like <laughs> has I've been like her since 2017 with this specific hormone pill. So it's kind of like I don't even know. Like Sabrina, you had to like I went on you it missed for, something. You yeah. were like, this is how my body felt off birth control, and this is how it feels now. Exactly. I just legit don't remember, and True. so it's just like whatever to me. But um, 
I look different. And in our Instagram post for this episode, we posted a bunch of throwback photos of ourselves. Yeah. And there's pictures where I look back and I'm like, who are they? Ew. <laughs> um, because it's funny. I think we both have pretty high confidence in our bodies right now. Yes. More so than like probably ever. Yeah. Like I'm comfortable in my body. I just know that it looks different. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I used to post pictures on like Facebook back when it was just like, no one was looking at you and you could post whatever you wanted. Or I'm like, damn, like that like how did you do that with those little like mini skirts and like the crop top well like you were 15 yeah you know you're not gonna look like that ever again because you were 15 so there's this trend going around called second puberty and it's not so first of all not doctors obviously do your own research on you know what you whatever we're saying do your own research on (laughs) but there is a phenomenon called second puberty that happens to you in your early 20s that mm-hmm. is an, a significant hormone change so not just like haha like little dip like yeah. it's a huge hormone change that's been documented in women that you know is your second puberty and it's you know your first one you get your boobs and your period and then the second one you like gain 10 pounds and like get a double chin <laughs> yeah. and like bigger boobs even. yeah bigger <laughs> boobs and so it's a phenomenon that kind of i feel like comfort in and yeah there's plenty of people from high school or even before and after that i know who have had huge weight transformations either direction yeah and you know some of them were with an eating disorder some of them were healthy some of them were bad you know but like i think your body is much more uh susceptible to change the older you get yeah like you know in high school i ate whatever i wanted and i never thought about it like i don't even think i ever looked at the back of a box for a calorie now i'm like oh the serving the the suggested serving size on my yogurt in the morning is like i think like a fourth of a cup which is (laughs) like yeah which is like enough for a baby yeah and like i tried it for a week because i was like okay if this is like how much i'm supposed to be eating you know yeah but i still don't pay attention to calories that much Mm -hmm. however like sabrina and i drink a lot of starbucks it's (laughs) worth noting yeah that there are a lot of calories yes but i first of all anybody this is like a pretty widely known fitness thing working out does not really do the weight loss yeah it's mostly food yeah it's all about working out is like well most yeah you know yeah the eating is like 85 some like crazily high percentage of losing weight is how Mm -hmm. you eat and it's worth noting that neither of us are at the place where we're like, oh, lettuce. Like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I think second puberty is something that if you aren't familiar with it as a woman or a man, I think it does happen to men too, right? I think so. I think Specifically so. women, though, if you haven't read about it, it's worth noting, you know, your yeah. body also needs different things. Yeah. Like, you might be hungrier now than you were when you were 16 it's the same thing i'm telling like i tell my brother like your body's gonna change and then i'm scared when mine changes of course like it it, it is supposed to happen yeah and i am at the age where that's going to happen it's also scary like you know our skin is different we are now you know supposed to be using a retinol cream (laughs) it's a bit scary especially for someone like me who I, i never really paid a lot of attention to like what I'm supposed to be doing to my body to keep it healthy. I know that sounds like bad, but it's the truth. Yeah. And so, yeah, like I told Sabrina, I was watching a TikTok the other day and this like dermatologist was like, 
I hate when I see teen teenagers doing these skincare uh, smoothies where they just put a retinol with a niacinamide cream and a azelaic <laughs> acid and, that, and like you shouldn't do that. And I was immediately like, oh my god, I gotta stop doing that. Like that's so bad for my skin. No, 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 no. Like I'm 24 and I this is the age to use a retinol. Like yes, and it's scary because you're like, oh, it's I gotta time. buy seventy dollar vitamin C cream <laughs> to like brighten my skin when like before I was like you know splash the dial face lotion on it and call it a day. You know, that's more than I did. Learn how to take care of a maturing body. Yeah, I think there's a lot of societal pressure on women, obviously, but. With things like, you know, Sabrina's not, you're not, I feel like I keep referring to you, but you're right here. <laughs> you're not in the place of thinking about having children in the next five years. No, probably. Absolutely not. But like I am. And it's like, is my body in a healthy place to sustain children? What do I need to like, you know, do to prepare? Do to prepare? What if there's like, this is a true study, like statement. I don't sure the exact age, but like. You lose, like, half your eggs by 35 or something crazy. Yeah. And so it's, like, am I wasting my prime eggs? And then I'm going to end up with all these, like, dud eggs, like, at the end. Like, yeah. And there's all these women now who are freezing their eggs at our 20, age. Yeah, like, our age. And, you know, it's true. We know plenty of people we went to high school with. Uh, You know, my goddaughter all conceived very easily because their mothers were young. Like yeah. my goddaughter was conceived without even like, I've, I'm not obviously the one to tell the story, but <laughs> like, it was like, you know, why not? You know? And yeah. then boom, baby. It yeah. And then, you know, I know people, my nanny kid, my first nanny kid was conceived. Her mom was 40 when she had her and it was like IVF for years. And like, she was made in a lab, you know, <laughs> she was <laughs> lab baby. Yeah. She was made in a little Petri dish and then shot up there. And it's like scary. Like that's a 20 year difference. And it's like, yeah. that's the difference. Like those are the years where and, it's like can fluctuate so much. And for us, it probably feels like nothing. Yeah. But like right now is the prime. Yeah. And even I'm waiting probably till I'm closer to 28. And that's still like not late in society, but mm-hmm. late for my body because yeah. technically we have it wrong. If like we had it, like genetically or bio- biologically set up correctly, women would be having children at 18. My God. And then going to college after. Yeah. Oh, which is crazy. Insane. Yeah. So I think like body image changes. Yes. And I feel like we're in a good place. Yeah. I want to touch a little bit on that. Um, yeah. I think more recently, even though I have like gotten bigger, as I keep saying, I went from strict like 140 to now being one nearly 170 and mentally back then when i was 140 i thought i was fat i thought i was ugly and now i am the most confident i have ever been about my body i'll be wearing like tight clothes and i think i look good you know back then i would never do that yeah i think Um, now we also like sabrina and i will like send pictures to each other and be like oh my god look at my body in this like position because it's different like it looks like you're like wow my belly but like my belly didn't use the hang over the seatbelt like that so i'm gonna snap a picture and send it to my friend but it's like i'm not like oh my god i hate myself it's no. kind of like oh look at this little change that i've noticed that's like yeah. aha like a little depressing but like okay like we're gonna roll with it mm-hmm. and you know also important to note we should do a social media episode the more i'm thinking about this all the influencers you see that's staged if it's i'm not saying it's photoshopped but it's staged even yeah. if you stand in front of a mirror and you stick one leg out and you, like, do a little hip thing, immediately you lose, like, 10 pounds off your stomach. 
Yeah. So it's important to note that the shit you see on the internet is not real. Yeah. Like, and some of it is real. Some girls are just skinny. I have family members who are literally just ramrod thin and like they do whatever they want. And that's great. But, you know, don't, if it's like bringing you that much Mm -hmm. anxiety, like unfollow. Yeah. I mean, in my mom, in the, this is like, I I totally forgot about this till right now, but on the contrary to my dad's side of the family, I'm the fattest on my mom's side of the family of all the girls. Yeah. (laughs) And they are all very tall, very Mm -hmm. thin. And like, they don't have to really do a lot to do it. It's just, they are. And I do often feel like when I'm at family events with them, I'm like, oh, these girls are in a bikini. We always go to tropical places with them. I realize, like it's always like Florida, <laughs> South Carolina, like somewhere there's oh, a pool. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I am the fattest here, and it's That's crazy. Yeah, so it's you know, like it's who you are, like with and who, you know. But anybody you're in your life should not make you feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sabrina seen me butt ass naked, like yeah, probably every week since we were thirteen. <laughs> totally. And I've seen her butt ass naked too, and it's like. You don't have, you shouldn't have friends. Well, first of all, you shouldn't be getting butt ass naked in front of friends who are going to say like, oh yeah, absolutely. So, not. you know, get that out of your life. But it's also important, like influencers aside, I'm sure you have this, like you do not know a single person's story of like their weight journey mm-hmm. at all. It, unless you do like, yeah. you know what I mean? Unless you talk and to I them. know plenty of people in my life who have lost and gained weight various ways through, you know, like I know the injectables are very you know in right now like ozempic and like all these other drugs that you like shoot into yourself that are like they found out were good for weight loss but were originally originally from you know diet like or they were originally for like diabetes i think oh and people who are like doing um mlm like yeah diet pyramid scheme diets you know i know people in my life who have done that um and it's they're open with it though so Mm -hmm. i'm not like putting anybody out but like you do not know a single person's journey. And so like, you know, even someone who has an eating disorder, there's plenty of people in my family who have eating disorders, like be generous and kind to everybody. Yeah. I think nowadays we are a lot more open about this topic. Yeah. Like I think I've talked about body image with everybody that I'm close to in my life. And like a few years back that wouldn't have happened, you know? Yeah. I had an interesting um, interaction the other day that I told Sabrina about. Um, this person's going to immediately know who I'm talking about the minute I say it, but this person should also know I'm not at all dwelling on it. It was just like funny. Um, I went out to lunch with a friend like a couple days ago and I was showing them my driver's license for oh my God. a different reason <laughs> that we can't talk about. And they were like, Oh my God, there's no way you're like 137. I think it was like 132. It wasn't even like, yeah. cause it hasn't been updated in so long. And she was like, maybe wet. And I was like, girl, like, no, I'm like 138 dry. And it's just funny because it proves like you cannot look at somebody and be like, they're 400 pounds, you know, it's very difficult to do that. But she wasn't doing like, so she meant it in a flattering way. Yeah. But like 130 pounds hangs different on me than you, than, you know, like everybody else. So my mom had a disease this summer. Um, from a tick and essentially lost, I think close to 25 pounds. Yeah. And she's now thinner. Like she's weighs less than me mm-hmm. and you know, humbling to have your <laughs> 70 plus year old mother all of a sudden be like, but it a was little girly, a, you know, disease. Right. But now she's like, this is the diet. Like, <laughs> look at me slay. I think like there's going to be constant 
things in your life that show the you that you're fat or skinny or this or that. Take what you want, leave the rest. Yes. But I want like everybody to like listen to this episode and just be like, oh, like I feel seen because this girl said mm-hmm. X. Mm-hmm. That's like the goal. That's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about. I feel like the way I feel now um, is completely a product of like just changing my mind or like just your mindset changing my mindset on my my own body and like how i choose to view other people i stop comparing myself to other people or if i am to compare myself to other people it's going to be in like a relative way like oh this person looks like me i wonder what she does or like i wonder well it's nice to find like influencers who look like you you're like oh those pants look great i want to buy those yeah you know exactly and i think though in this day and age too on the flip side since we've only been talking shit about social media like the whole push of like models that look like more similar to a normal girl like it's there's definitely like a better age of body positivity than there was yes very it's very helpful nowadays it's easier to work towards that and i think that's also like that also comes with age like i'm 24 now and i like my mind is like more open i'm like of course i'm not gonna look like how i look like at 15 and let's look at ways that are more positive and i can find a way to look also a mental change yeah women's brains are fully developed by 25 i think yeah and so we're turning 25 this year and so the closer you get to your brain being fully developed um i know all these little 16 year olds are like oh my god i thought i was fully developed girl no like you become more confident because you rely less on outside noise the older you get yes and i look at us we're we're experiencing yeah i'm experiencing yeah i am too i feel like you were better at it always than me but i feel like even you know can tell like i care a lot like a lot less about other people yeah me too and i'm not like self-conscious that my friend group is small it's like (laughs) yeah give me one friend like i feel like everything we say now like it's kind of joking about it like we're always yeah. like oh i look ridiculous i look so fat and then i'll like, look at this like, role in this yeah. jean isn't she cutie and then we'll reply like yeah i feel the same way like totally but like that's because we don't care anymore yeah so also to any like little 14 year old that's getting bullied or whatever like shit gets better yes that was the body positive episode thanks for tuning in on our little journey and tune in next time we're going to yeah. be talking about cleaning cleaning Bye, friend. Bye, friend. <laughs>